The Bing Crosby Show. This is Ken Carpenter welcoming you to the Bing Crosby Show, presented by the people of General Electric. Produced and transcribed in Hollywood with John Scott Trotter and his orchestra and Bing's guest, Miss Ella Fitzgerald. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Bing. Love is just around the corner, any cozy little corner. Love is just around the corner when I'm around you. I'm such a sentimental mourner. And I couldn't be forlorner When you keep me in a corner Just waiting for you Venus de Milo Was noted for her charm Strictly between us You're cuter than Venus And what's more, you've got arms So let's go cuddle in a corner And a cozy little corner Love is just around the corner And I'm around you Milo, noted for her charms, but she's so much older and marble is colder, and what's more, you've got arms, so let's go cuddle in a corner, and it goes a little corner, love is just around the corner, and I'm around, around you. Bing, uh, may I quote you on that? You may indeed, Ken. I, I wish to come out flat-footed with my teeth in my mouth and say that love is just around the corner. <laughs> say, did you have a nice Christmas, Ken? Oh, just great, Bing. And you? Lovely, delightful. I got a nice pipe, some slippers, and a jar of tobacco. <laughs> this tobacco's got a wonderful aroma, Ken. It's made right here in Los Angeles. Uh, well, wait, I didn't know they made tobacco here in Los Angeles. Indeed they do. This is a special blend. It's, it's made with grated orange peel, and it's called <laughs> Old Schmog. <laughs> Smoke. <laughs> Gotta have a permit to smoke it, though. Well, I should be wondering. Uh, by the way, what sort of a gift did you get for Bob Hope this year? Oh, I, I got a little reachy this year. I got him something novel and unusual. I, I sent Bob sort of a combination gift. It was a pair of skis and a paper-made pen. <laughs> Very nice, mm -hmm. but uh, what's the pen for? Well, so all of Bob's friends can autograph his cast after he breaks his leg. <laughs> clever, clever. But how do you know Bob will go skiing? He'll go, he'll go. Last year, I sent him a bullfighter's cape, and about a week later, they're dragging him out of the ring in Tijuana. <laughs> no kidding. If I'm lying, I'm dying. <laughs> he thinks he can do anything he puts on. 
Well, I think it's nice that Bob's so optimistic. Me too, if, if he lasts. Yes, <laughs> makes it. By the way, Bing, what did Bob send you? He sent me a television makeup kit. Well, now, that's what I'd call something useful. You'll need that January 3rd. Darn tootin'. I'm on next Sunday. Mm-hmm. What was in this uh, TV makeup kit that Bob sent you? Tremendous deal, Ken. This is a big operation. It has more drawers than a long underwear store. <laughs> <laughs> what does the kit contain? Well, it's got a two-pound can of mascara, a jar of putty, a gallon of chem tone, sealing wax, scotch tape, sandpaper, and a snap-on gold tooth. <laughs> oh, that last I love. Is that all? Yeah, yeah, and Hope put a very clever card in it. It said, for the man who needs everything. <laughs> That's a lot of baloney, Bing. You could go on TV without any makeup at all. Well, now, that's reassuring, Ken, if true. I believe I will face the cameras, though, if you don't mind, with just, just, a, just a smidgen of pancake here and there, you know. I, I may even snap on the gold tooth. I think it'd make a nice effect in the spotlight, don't you? <laughs> That'll hit folks right in the eye. I was thinking of embedding a ruby in it. What do you think that would do for? I think that would look grand. That's what you got to do, though, on TV, Ken. But if we stop talking for a minute here, if we can just uh, forget about my forthcoming television debut, Ken, I think I should get along with the radio show. And we have a tune here from the hit Broadway show, Can Can. This one's called That's All Right With Me. I think Mr. Trotter has arranged this rather cleverly. It's the wrong time and the wrong place Though your face is charming It's the wrong face It's not her face But such a charming face That it's all right with me It's the wrong song In the wrong style Though your smile is lovely, it's the wrong smile. It's not her smile, but such a lovely smile that it's all right with me. You can't know how happy I am that we met. I'm strangely attracted to you. There's someone I'm trying so hard to forget Don't you want to forget someone too? It's the wrong game with the wrong chips Though your lips are tempting They're the wrong lips They're not her lips But they're such tempting lips that if some night you're free, dear, it's all right, it's all right with me. That's all right with me. By Mr. Cole Porter of Peru, Indiana. Now comes the happy time when we present our guest of the evening, a well-known Decca recording star, and certainly one of the great feminine singers of our time. Of all time, I might say, Miss Ella Fitzgerald. (laughs) 
Bing. Well, it's certainly nice to have you back on our show again tonight. It's nice to be here. And what are you going to sing for us? Someone to watch over me. Well, isn't that one of the tunes that you do in your, your new uh, Gershwin album? Yes. Well, so let's have it then, huh?
Lovely, Ella. Really beautiful. But hold them all here. Now, don't you have another Gershwin tune for us? I could do Looking for a Boy. Also in the album? Mm-hmm. Is that in there? Well, fine. Mr. Trotter will assist, I'm sure. I am just a little girl Who's looking for a little boy Who's looking for a girl to love Tell me please, where can he be? The loving he who bring to me The harmony I'm dreaming of It'll be goodbye, I know To my tale of a little girl who's looking for a little boy who's looking for a girl to love if it's true that love affairs are all arranged in heaven my guardian angel's holding out on me so I'm looking for a boy about five foot six or seven And won't be happy till I'm on his knee I'll be blue until he comes my way Hope he takes the cue when I am safe I am just a Looking for a little boy who's looking for a girl, a girl to love. Tell me, please, where can he be? The loving he who brings to me the harmony I'm dreaming of. It'll be goodbye. Stand by for a minute while Ken and I engage in our weekly bright banter session here. Sure will. After which, if you don't mind, you and I will sort of have a go at Istanbul. Now, Ken, are you ready? Ready? I'm even a little excited. Hey, you do look excited. Eyes aglow, nostrils a quiver, like a beagle hound contemplating a plump rabbit. <laughs> Naturally, Bing. You see, I'm anticipating our weekly seminar on my favorite subject. Another thought-provoking chapter in the exciting story of our economy, eh? Yeah, that's right. 
Only tonight we're going to confine ourselves to the corporation and how it grew. Yeah, now, time. Wait a minute, Ken. I thought we buttoned up the corporation last time. We agreed it was one or more people working as a unit and accepted as a unit, doing business by means of money gotten through the sale of stock. All very true, Bing. Certainly. But uh, we didn't explain how some corporations became as big as they are today. No, we blew that, didn't we? That's right. You see, going back to the early days of our country, businesses were all small. They were local. The bootmaker, the baker, the blacksmith. Yes, the blacksmith, standing all day under the spreading chestnut tree over a hot end. Mm. <laughs> standing there fanning himself with a horse. <laughs> Horses used to make good fans if you could hold them. It'd be big and strong. Yes, you know, being in the old days, almost everything was grown or handmade right in the neighborhood and sold to the people who lived right there. And then the country began to grow. The population increased. There were more customers. Demand for goods and services jumped up like a grasshopper with a hot foot. And as the population grew, the businesses which supplied their needs had to grow, too. They had to learn how to produce more things. Instead of serving, uh, well, a few people, they soon found they had to serve thousands and then millions of customers. And as a result, some corporations became big and... That brought on a few problems of its own. Mm, that it did indeed. One of them was that the old direct personal relationship between the small manufacturer and his local customers, well, just got lost. Which, of course, put a new responsibility on the big corporation to get back in close touch with its customers. Grassroots, you know, old boy. And not an easy task, Bing. But necessary, Ken. For instance, you take the case of a certain popular singer, we won't mention his name. Please don't who incorporated to become the candied apple peel king of Spokane, Washington. Oh, I get it. You, you lost contact with the customers. But completely. Nobody bought any. <laughs> Bing, there are problems that arise as a result of the increasing size of corporations. But on the credit side, these corporations, well, like General Electric, to cite an example... And you couldn't cite a better one on this program, that is. Oh, sir. <laughs> Anyhow, these corporations have contributed heavily to our progress. Through their methods of mass production, they've proved themselves the best possible way to supply the needs and wants of the consuming public. They've found the solution to giving us more goods, better goods, for less money. They've also been able to do big jobs, jobs requiring very big accumulations of money and know-how to complete. Building, well, turbines, for instance, couldn't be done any other way. They've contributed to our civilian comfort and advancement and build up our defense in time of war. Kenneth, you are off and running tonight. You are crystal clear. You are precise. You're jet propelled on the backstretch. Bing, I'm inclined to agree with you. First thing you know, there'll be a Ken Carpenter fan club. Many of them, all over General Electric. Wonderful. <laughs> Suppose you tie that all up in a neat bundle for us. Give us uh, one of those uh, in short in arrangements. Short? Yes, okay. In short, the corporation has grown as the demands and needs of the population have grown. We Americans are enormous consumers, so we have to have enormous suppliers. And the corporations have met that challenge. They've proved themselves the best way yet found to produce what the customers need and the most satisfactory way to all the partners in the economy. Nice going, Ken. That's great. You must be exhausted. Uh, right after the show, I'm going to treat you to a complete rub-down of the Fitlandia baths. Very considerate. <laughs> well, just to flounder over there into a contour chair. Will you there for a moment? Take a rest, because Ella Fitzgerald and I continue along with the ditty about the latest city to make the hitty parade. Istanbul. <laughs> with a cornet interlude by the great... Ziggy Elman. Istanbul was cut.
Constantinople, now it's Istanbul, not Constantinople. Been a long time gone, oh Constantinople, still is Turkey delight on a moonlight night. Every gal in Constantinople lives in Istanbul, not Constantinople. So if you've a date in Constantinople, she'll be waiting in Istanbul. Even old New York was once New Amsterdam. Why they changed it, I can't say. People just liked it better that way. Take me back to Constantinople. Oh, no, you can't go back to Constantinople. Now it's Istanbul, not Constantinople. Why did Constantinople get the word? That's nobody's business but the Turks. Istanbul, not Constantinople, been a long time gone, old Constantinople. Still a circus, see light on a moonlight night. Every gal in Constantinople lives in Istanbul, not Constantinople. So if you've a date in Constantinople, she'll be waiting in Istanbul. Even old New York was once New Amsterdam. Why they changed it, I can't say. People just liked it better that way. Now won't you take me back to Constantinople? No, you can't go back to Constantinople. Now it's Istanbul, not Constantinople. Now why did Constantinople get to work? That's no Thank you, Ella. I enjoyed that very much. Now, friends, Mr. John Scott Trotter has made what I consider rather an elegant arrangement of the familiar Cole Porter melody, Night and Day. Of course, he's got a wonderful orchestra, all outstanding instrumentalists. I know you'll enjoy this very much. <laughs>
John. Boys, that sparkles like my new snap-on gold tooth. I continue along now with Rogers and Hearts. You are too beautiful. too beautiful, my dear, to be true, and I'm such a fool for beauty, fooled by a feeling that because I had found you, I could have bound you to. You are too beautiful for one man alone For one lucky fool to be with When there are other men With eyes of their own to see Love does not stand sharing Not if one cares Have you been comparing My every kiss with On the other hand, I'm faithful to you. It's not through some sense of duty. You are too beautiful. And I am a fool for beauty. just about represents the closer for tonight. We hope to see you all again next week, same time, same place, when our guest will be Miss Connie Russell. Till then, good night, and a very happy new year to you all. program was produced and transcribed in Hollywood by Bill Morrow and Murdo McKenzie. Tune in next week and hear Bing and his guest, Miss Connie Russell. The Bing Crosby Show is brought to you each week by the people of General Electric, who believe there is no limit to progress when people work together.
Kraft Music Hall with Bing Crosby, Trudy Irwin, John Scott Trotter and his orchestra, the Music Maids and Lee, Yuki, the Charioteers, and Bing's guest for this evening, Paramount star of the Technicolor musical Riding High, Miss Cass Daly. And here's Bing Crosby. Happy holiday. Happy holiday. While the merry bells keep ringing, may your every wish come true. Happy holiday, happy holiday. May the calendar keep bringing happy holidays to you. If you're burdened down with trouble, if your nerves are wearing thin, pack your load down the road and come to holiday. If the traffic noise affects you like a squeaky violin, kick your cares down the stairs, come to Holiday Inn. If you can't find someone who will set your heart a whirl, pay a little visit to the home of Boy Meets Girl. If you're laid up with a breakdown, throw away your vitamin. Don't get worse. I'll grab your nurse and come to Holiday Inn. Happy holidays, happy holidays, while the merry bells are ringing, may your every wish come true. Happy holidays, happy holidays, may the calendar keep ringing, happy holiday to you. Happy holidays, happy holidays. While the merry bells keep ringing, may your every wish come true. Happy holidays, happy holidays, may the calendar keep ringing, happy holidays This is the old Kraft Music Hall, friends, battle station bound for spots all over the world where men and women of the United Nations are using American munitions and material to win with. Most of that stuff has to be wrapped for shipment. A great quantity of it is wrapped in paper, and paper's getting scarcer. It's tough to produce enough of it because of manpower shortages, so the drive is on to conserve and to save paper. Save all kinds of waste paper, cardboard and corrugated paper. Don't burn it, bundle it up and turn it into the salvage agencies. And even if you've collected paper before, no matter how good a record you've made, this time, beat it. No matter how much you saved last week, this week, beat it. Hey, I'm back. Beat it. <laughs> hey, please. No, this is your last chance to be nice to me. The old year is on the way out. Would you care to accompany it? <laughs> there you go again with those innuendos and implications. Those are hard words, Yuki. Yeah, but I pronounced them, didn't I? Just, <laughs> just barely. S seriously, uh, huh? Bing, why don't you treat me as a pal and a friend? Make out of him another Bob Hope. I don't think the world is ready for such another. <laughs> well, just give me a chance. I can show you I, I can be a model friend. You really think so? Try me. Go ahead. Introduce me to a model. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to overmatch you. <laughs> well, let's forget the old year. Go on, go on. Even though in 1943, you and I did have a large measure of success, especially you. <laughs> 
Ayuki's right, though, Bing. Think so? Yes, each parting year does bring memories of the past. Gee, do you remember the time we all went to a preview of one of your pictures? Yeah, and somebody pushed me out of the balcony. <laughs> yes, but I hated myself in the morning. <laughs> you know, I guess I've only got one real friend here, John Scott Trotter. That's right, Yuki. I'll stick to you through thick and thin. Check with me when you get to thin. <laughs> <laughs> Say, uh, what are your happiest memories, Mr. Trotter? I like to close my eyes and think back to 32. 1932? Waistline 32. <laughs> Uh, I guess I'm too sentimental Hmm? Bing, do you remember all the times you invited me over to your house? I remember all the times you just dropped in Well, uh, I just wanted to be your friend You know, one friend is worth a thousand strangers True, true So, what's the chances of me being your friend? Thousand to one (laughs) Look, after all, Bing, it's just one more day till New Year's Eve, you know Hmm? Should old acquaintance be forgotten? What do you mean? I'm an old acquaintance. You're forgotten. <laughs> well, don't say that. Say, how about let's all get together on New Year's Eve and sing old Lang Sang. Oh. How about you, Mr. Carpenter? Uh, I think I'm going to be sick. <laughs> oh, too bad. Say, uh, how about you, Miss Irwin? Well, I'll be busy that evening, Yuki. Oh. Well, how about you, Mr. Trotter? Likewise, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, you, Bing? I'm sorry, old man. Uh, we're opening up a case of yeah. cooking, Sherry. Yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> I get it. Well, I just... just... I... Get the whole thing I, Well, now, you can I, I oh, didn't now, think don't that... take it so hard I'll tell you what As long as we're all here now Why don't we get together And sing all Lang Syne Right yeah. here now? Oh, gee, that's swell Let's give a lick and a promise to it Huh, all for right. the kid, huh? Ready? Should all acquaintance be forgot And never brought to mind Should all acquaintance be forgot And never Why are you crying, Yuki? I'm so happy. Happy about what? Happy we won't all be singing like this New Year's Eve. It'll kill my whole night. <laughs> well, dry your eyes, son. Pull yourselves together as Trudy and I delve into a bit of a duet here. Your lovely With your smile so warm And your cheeks so soft There is nothing for me But to love you Just the way you look tonight your nose touches my foolish heart love me 
Tonight. Now, dear friend, how do you sound tonight? Tomorrow's the day to get your refrigerator all set for snacks. Sounds for, good. You know, there's bound to be a call for snacks over the holiday weekend. One of your best bets is Kraft Cheese Spreads, a selection of them that you make up yourself from Kraft's nine wonderful varieties. Take your pick of pimento, olive pimento, pineapple, roca, Old English, Limburger, relish, American, or pimento American spreads. Get a box of crackers and some rye bread, too. And then let the folks come. Let them drop in at any hour, for you're all set for refreshments. Any craft spreads left over from the weekend festivities will come in handy for nutritious luncheon sandwiches next week. So the few points you put out will be well spent. Remember tomorrow, craft cheese spreads. Say, Jack. Do you know who's beat to his socks? Who's that man? Nobody but me. What's the matter, bub? Been loading up a tanker all day long. Convoy's supposed to shove off soon. You know one thing, Jack? You ought to keep your big mouth shut. Now, my advice to you is... What? Shh! Don't talk too much. Shh! Don't know too much. Jack! Don't be too hip, cause the slip of the lip might sink a ship. Don't see too much. Shh. Don't jive too much. Boy. Don't be too hip, cause the slip of the lip might sink a ship. How the walls have ears. And the night has eyes. Oh, let's be wise. And trick those nasty, nasty spies. Shh. Don't talk too much. Shh. Don't know too much. Boy. Don't be too hip, cause the slip of the lip might sink a ship. Shh. Shh. Well, the slip of the lip might sink a ship. Dip a lip, don't let nothing slip. How the walls have ears, and the night has eyes. Oh, let's be wise and trick those nasty Nazi spies. Don't talk too much. Don't know too much, boy. Don't be too hip, cause the slip of the lip might sink a ship. Don't talk too much. Don't know too much. Be like King Tut. Now he won't talk cause that guy's dead. So keep your big mouth shut. 
March is back. 1931, Herbert Hoover issues moratorium on intergovernmental debts. 1931, Great Britain, Denmark, and Japan go off gold standard. And on the last day of disappointing, discouraging 1931, on the eve of formidable, foreboding-looming 1932, men with their eyes on world affairs are saying... Oh, been a great year, ain't it, truly? But old 1932 is going to be even better. Oh, Harry, I hope so. Wouldn't it be wonderful if next year you could find yourself? What do you mean, find myself? Find yourself a job. Work, 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 work. All I hear is work. Must be some easier way to make a living. Oh, that's ridiculous. How can you make a living without working? Why, have you heard about that guy singing down here with Gus Arnheim? He sings, uh, when the blue of the night meets the gold of the day. <laughs> Call that work? Boy makes a happy dollar. Makes or steals. <laughs> if he gets by, if he gets by, why can't I? See, see, have you heard how he does this one? Kind of in the mood, too, for New Year's Eve. As time goes by. Goes like this, yeah. You must remember this. A kiss is still a kiss. A sigh is just a sigh. The fundamental things apply as time goes by. And when two lovers woo, they still say I love you, on that you can rely. No matter what the future brings, as time goes by, moonlight love songs never out of day, hearts full of passion. Jealousy and hate Woman needs man Man must have his mate That no one can deny It's still the same old story A fight for love and glory A case of do or die The world will always welcome lovers as time goes by. difficult to think of a guest more welcome in the old craft music hall the evening before New Year's Eve than the star of Paramount's great Technicolor epic, Riding High, our glamorous friend, Whispering Cass Daly. Soft voice, dulcet toned, lovely, timid Cass Daly, sweet, demure, tender, murmuring Cass Daly. What goes, Cass? Especially after what you said about saving waste paper. You been picking up much? No, but I keep winking at them. (laughs) (laughs) I was referring to waste paper, Cass. Well, Bing, you know, when it comes to waste paper, Cass is your lassie. So? Sure, you see, I just got the award. What award? Miss Waste Paper of 1943. (laughs) Make you feel very proud, Cass. Oh, not necessarily. They gave me the title even before I started collecting. (laughs) But you are collecting waste paper now, huh? Oh, sure. Got myself a wagon and everything. You'll find my paper wagon with my name on it in front of your house every morning. Every morning? 
Oh, sure, it's got to be there every morning. It says on the wagon, daily paper. That makes it. Should I shall rise with the birds tomorrow and await your merry call. Mm. Oh, no, Cass will be here with the wagon in a minute. I got to hurry. My shorts. My shirt. Shoes. Socks. Wash. And away we go. Whoop, 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 whoop. I forgot something here. Pants. <laughs> Who's there? I'm here to get your paper doilies and your magazines Cause paper's gonna help us win this oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, bravo, Cassie, bravo I'm glad to see that you've thrown yourself into war work That I have, Bing, thanks But the whole waste paper shortage, you know, could be eliminated If you just let me go through your pockets How would that solve the waste paper shortage? All those torn up paramutual tickets <laughs> Where's your wagon, Cass? Well, right here, Bing, come on, climb in and ride with me Sure thing, let me handle this whip I'll show you how to make a wagon fly Get up there, get up there Come on, there, G.R., get up there yeah. Come on, there, boy Oh, gee, just a minute, Bing Now, if you think it's easy to get this wagon rolling Come on down here and get in the harness and pull yourself <laughs> Okay, Cass, we'll pull together Come on, pull, pull, pull. Ah, uh, gee, isn't it wonderful? Imagine being in double harness with Bing Crosby. Oh, boy. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> What's the first stop, huh? Well, you know, Bing, I've got one deal on for waste paper. Yeah? And if it goes through, I won't have to pull this wagon anymore. I'll be way over my quota. What one deal you got that could get all that waste paper? Tommy Manville's promised me all his old marriage licenses. Oh, we get sick. <laughs> whoop, whoop, whoop. Here's John Scott Trotter's place. Let's hit him for some spare pulp, huh? I saw you all coming. What does you want? Well, we came to find out if you've been collecting waste paper. <clears throat> but I see you've been concentrating on fat. I... <laughs> <laughs> if you just pay attention to your work, there's a big bundle of waste paper standing right there in the hallway. Gee, Whittaker's Bing! Look at this bundle of waste paper! Now, never mind, I'll carry it out. Put me down! Thought <laughs> 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 I was having a julep, I think. <laughs> well, that's all we can get here. Come on, Cass, grab a shaft. Pull the wagon, Cass. Mm. Help me pull a wagon, pull a wagon, Cass Say, Bing, you know, hmm? I was thinking maybe we should specialize I mean, uh, should we... <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I mean, who are you? Oh, I mean, I... should we try for any particular kind of paper? <laughs> no, Cass, anything from newspapers and cardboard Right down to paper bags and tissue Tissue? Yes, tissue, tissue well, of course I have two shoes. Of course I have two shoes. Tell Mom, Mr. Torsby, to be like this shoes. Tell me that. Break it up. Spread out. Spread out. <laughs> Come on, let's give Carpenter a jangle, huh? Oh, Kensington. Stick your head out the window.
open that window. The falling glass could cut a man. Sorry. I'll open it now. Oh! Got his head caught in. <laughs> Say, uh, won't you help me? You know I'm collecting waste paper. Yes, sir. Here's a pile of old Esquire magazines. Here, I'll throw them out to you. Well, gee, thanks. Gosh, these are... Hey, half the pages are missing out of these Esquires. What happened to them? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Bing. Say, what are you and Cass dragging that wagon for? Well, you see, we're collecting waste paper. You got any? Well, just a little memo book full of my boyfriend's phone numbers, that's all. Oh, well, it's enough. I'll take it. <clears throat> well, will this little book relieve the paper shortage for you? A manpower shortage? <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, Yuki, there's Yuki. Hey, Yuki. Help pull the load, huh? Uh, hello, Bing. Say, that's an attractive horse you're pulling with. <laughs> Thanks. I think you're kind of cute, too. <laughs> so, what you doing? Collecting waste paper. Oh, my girlfriend threw me out of the house for collecting old magazines. Why? I took too many liberties. <laughs> oh, now, come on. Come on, you can give us a little paper. No, honest, I can't. See, I was going to write a book, but I turned in all the paper I had. What says you? Write a book? Yeah. I was going to write a book listing all the women who have loved me, but I haven't any paper. Well, here's a hunk of confetti. <laughs> Cass is a wonderful war worker, huh, you? Yeah. Uh, listen, I even had a romance with an air raid warden. Oh, that I must hear. Well, that you've got to stick well, around I'm in here. I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying. I was strolling in the park Just as it was getting dark When I heard the sirens moan <laughs> I ducked into a shelter Willy-nilly, pelter-skelter To find that I was not alone There was someone next to me <laughs> Though neither one of us could see, we sensed each other close at hand. And there, within the gloom of that little blackout room, I discovered the love I'd planned. He hugged me till the all clear came. He hugged me till the all clear came. He held my little hand. Oh, it felt so grand. Suddenly the all clear came. He loved me till the lights went on. I looked around and he had gone. Our story seemed to go like a picture show. Suddenly there came the dawn. While I was brave as could be, to be married there in the cozy dark. I don't know if it was he or an incendiary, but Cupid found it more. I didn't even get a scratch, and incidentally, that's a catch. But still, they've listed me as a casualty. Isn't that a awful shame?
ability. My lawyer's gonna file my claim. And to think he really loved me. I don't know what could follow such a tender romantic interlude, but something domestic and housewarming. Could we hear same, sir? Will there be a watch party at your house tomorrow night? When the bells ring in 1944, we'll all have our own prayers and thoughts and hopes for the historic year ahead. But as the midnight bells fade away, the lady of the house will have to quickly switch her thoughts to the kitchen, of course. Make the refreshments simple, wholesome, and easy with whatever beverage you serve. Bring in a big tray laden with crackers and rye bread and a whole delicious assortment of Kraft cheese spreads. And then invite everyone to pitch in and make his own snacks. They love to pick and choose from the assortment you've made up out of the nine Kraft varieties. The zestful Kraft spreads are Roca, Old English, Limburger, Relish, and Olive Pimento spreads. If you're letting the youngsters stay up for the party, you'd better include several of the deliciously mild Kraft spreads, too. They are Kraft American and Pimento American spreads, Kraft Pineapple spread, and Kraft Pimento. Remember, when you serve Kraft cheese spreads this way, there's scarcely any cleanup job to do after the guests go home. You've put out licking good snacks with practically no work at all before or after the party. So for tomorrow's grocery list, put at the very top an assortment of Kraft cheese spreads. <laughs> Sing a song through the trees. Trees sigh to me. Soon, my love, I will see. Branches speak to me of love. Pale moon is casting shadows from above. Point Sienna, somehow I feel the jungle heat. Within me there grows a rhythmic savage beat. Love is everywhere, its magic perfume fills the air. To and fro you sway, my heart's in time, I've learned to care. Poisiana, from now until the dawning day. Forever, come what may. That's the old craft music hall for 1943, friends. We start 1944 next Thursday. We're planning to have with us Bill Frawley, my friend Uncle Wilbur. You can start 44, double 40, by saving paper. 
Let's not start thinking the war's in the bag when we haven't even got the bag. Good night and good luck in 1944. The Kraft Music Hall comes to you from Hollywood's Radio City. New Year's Eve spirits will be gay, appetite sharp, so liven the foods on your buffet with the taste-tingling flavor of Kraft Salad Mustard. This delicious salad mustard, light golden and creamy smooth, is sure to win you a chorus of compliments. Then, too, there's that other popular mustard with horseradish added, also made by Kraft. Buy them both for delicious variety. Ladies and gentlemen, the Railroad Hour. And here comes our star-studded show train. Tonight, the Association of American Railroads presents a review of the year, starring Gordon McRae and his famous guest from the Metropolitan Opera, Dorothy Kirsten. Our choir is under the direction of Norman Luboff, and our music is prepared and conducted by Carmen Dragon. Yes, tonight another memorable musical evening is brought to you transcribed by the American Railroads. The same railroads that bring you the food you eat, the clothes you wear, the fuel you burn, and the multitude of other things you use in your daily life. And now, here is our star, Gordon McRae. Marvin Miller, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Well, sir, it looks as if the old year is just about ready to trip on his beard and go tumbling down into history. But here on the railroad hour, we sort of hate to see the old fellow go. 1953 has been pretty good to all of us, and we wanted to throw him a farewell party. So we've invited Dorothy Kirsten, Carmen Dragon and his orchestra, and Norman Luboff's choir to help us look back over the musical good times we've had in the year just past. Gordon, is it true that you have a special guest waiting to say hello from New York? Yes, Dorothy. One of the greatest men of the American musical theater is going to join our New Year's party a little later on. But let's start off with a song we sang on the night of, uh, well, let's see. I think it was a wintry February 9th from Irving Berlin's score of Miss Liberty. And we'll stroll through the year just as if we were taking an old-fashioned walk. Hey, that's the idea. Let's take an old-fashioned walk I'm just bursting with talk What a tale could be told If we went for an old-fashioned walk Let's take a stroll through the Down the lane where it's dark And the heart that's controlled May relax on an old-fashioned walk I know for a Seems to be miles apart. There's nothing like walking and having a heart to heart. I know a girl who declined, couldn't make up her mind. She was wrapped up in souls from her home from an old fashioned walk. An old fashioned walk. Dorothy, you remember what happened the very next week of that wintry February? I certainly do. The flowers all came out. <laughs> That's right. Spring came to California six weeks early in 1953. And here on the railroad hour, we were singing a melodious Sigmund Romberg operetta, which includes a fitting salute to the passing of the old year.
it, Gordon? As we did it on February 16th of 1953. Say, Dorothy, here's a song that's perfect for you. From Sally, Jerome Kern's little dishwasher who never seems to grow old. <laughs> I know the tune you mean. Oh, you do, huh? Well, roll up your sleeves, Miss Kirsten, and start sudsing those dishes. Gordon. You know what I love? All the grand old waltzes we sing together on the railroad hour. Well, as a matter of fact, we started off this year with a whole show about waltzes. People making love in three-quarter time. An opera that was originally done in German. You can talk plainer than that. Several years now, our railroad hour playwrights, Lawrence and Lee, have fashioned a whole summer full of new musicals, taking great stories from legend or literature, and telling them with the great melodies we all love to hear and sing. I've always liked the romance between John Ridd and Lorna Doone, and you did it so well this summer. Well, thank you, Dorothy. I guess anybody who's read Lorna Doone will remember Blackmore's famous Valley of the Dunes, beautiful beyond description, yet with treachery concealed in every shadow. Ken Glendoon with its racing rills And the hills so high that they brush the sky Do you ken yon great with the leaves like lace Where a lass hides her face in the morning When the shades are black on the hill Guarded by a misty moon, and the 
And then there was the stirring music of Anton Dvorak, set into a new American opera called Roaring Camp. Do you remember the lullaby we sang? About the middle of June, he told a story about a composer who couldn't write waltzes until he got a little help from the Messrs. Tchaikovsky, Strauss, and Waldteufel. Then his life really became a waltz. New songs for old, old songs for new.
second half of our review of the year in just a moment. While we are reviewing some of the music which we have heard on the Railroad Hour in 1953, this is a good time to review what the railroads did this year in performing their big job of bringing you almost everything you eat, wear, and use. In 1953, America's railroads ran their trains with new record efficiency. Yes, still better railroad service and even greater operating economy were the highlights of the railroad year of 1953. And to a large extent, these new records in operating efficiency are the result of the railroad's continuing expansion and improvement program. Investment in new facilities and equipment amounted to well over $1 billion in 1953. And this was the sixth consecutive year in which the railroad spent over the billion-dollar mark in order to bring you continually better, more efficient railroad service. All in all, since the end of World War II, the railroads have spent more than $9 billion on improvements of all sorts. What has that money bought? Well, in 1953, more than 2,000 powerful, efficient new diesel locomotive units added their pulling power to the nation's railroads. About 80,000 new, larger, and stronger freight cars joined the huge fleet of cars that carry the bulk of the nation's freight, moving more tons, more miles, than all other forms of transportation combined. In addition, freight yards and terminals, signal communication systems, were still further expanded and improved. All along the line, in fact, everything that goes into making a railroad run was the subject of constant research and improvement. Looking ahead to 1954, you can be sure your railroads will do everything within their power to provide the transportation service so essential to our commerce, so indispensable to our security. Now, here is Act Two of the Railroad Hour Review of the Year, starring Gordon McRae and his famous guest, Dorothy Kirsten. Folks, we're having a New Year's party. Raising a toast, you might say, to the most exciting musical moments we've had in 1953. What are we using for a toast, Gordon? Well, this was no coward's choice in Bittersweet, Dorothy. Sunshine of a summer day. Okay, we'll bear the burden of your cares away. Here's to the love in you, the hate in you, desire in you. Wine of the thunder, the rock you along, lifting your high on the wing of a song. The you, the flame in you, the fire in you. Okay, okay. okay. About May, the Railroad Hour did a show called Mary, with book and lyrics by Otto Harbach. And there was one song in that score that no one can ever forget. Uh, Dorothy, this has to be a duet. I'm right beside you, Gordy. Well, go ahead. Just a love man, cozy with charm, like a dog rests down on a farm. Sort of clinging by 
You know, Dorothy, no railroad hour season could be complete without a score from the great Rudolph Rimmel. He was our guest on one of the summer shows, and we dramatized his life story. And he played one of his newest compositions. I remember, Gordon, and it was exciting. It certainly was. You know, his first American show, Dorothy, was The Firefly. Everyone loved it on Broadway, just as they seem to love it when we do it on the railroad hour. I think that uh, you should be the Firefly, Dorothy. <laughs> Shall I light up in the dark? No, uh... Just sing Giannina Mia. called The Cat and the Fiddle, and this is one of the songs. But I was made for love, but I was made for love. The same man who wrote that song also wrote Giannina Mia and Mary and a hundred other hits. Who can forget this great tune he wrote with Jerome Kern and Oscar Hammerstein II? 
and perhaps his greatest show was Roberta, which includes this classic of modern music, Dorothy. many other great songs and plays which have become a part of your life and mine, this distinguished gentleman is waiting right now to speak to you from his home in New York City. The Railroad Hour proudly salutes Mr. Otto Harbach, the Dean of American Musical Playwright. Thank you, Gordon. How good it is to join you at a year's end. I wonder if you know what a thrill I get when a Monday night rolls around and you sing so beautifully the shows of yesterday and today. I close my eyes and each Monday night seems like an opening night all over again. I know Rudolph Trimmel is listening tonight from San Francisco. Who knows, perhaps our old friends Jerry Kern and Romy and Vincent Humans are listening too, as through their music they have been speaking to us. As a matter of fact, yesterday does speak to us through music in a language that never changes. As long as people all across the world can sing together and smile at a stage romance, there's hope for all of us. I'd like to thank my many friends on the Railroad Hour for doing so much to keep America a smiling, singing nation. And my best wishes to you all for... 1954. Thank you, Mr. Harbach, and a happy new year to you and all of your loved ones. Dear friends, to close our remembrances of 1953 and to look forward to the challenge and promise of 1954, I'd like to ask Dorothy, Carmen, Norman, and all of you to join me in a song from Carousel by Rodgers and Hammerstein. It's almost a hymn, really. A hymn of faith. Oh, no. 
Lovely Dorothy Kirsten will return in just a moment. The Railroad Hour is brought to you each week at the same time by the American Railroads. And all of us in the Railroad Hour family hope that all of you have a happy holiday. Happy holiday. Happy holiday. Happy holiday. May the In 1953, America grew stronger and Americans lived better as the nation's productive might continued to grow. And your railroads, an essential part of all production, played a mighty important part in that progress as they set new records for operating efficiency. No, we could not have lived as well as we did and the nation could not have produced as much as it did without 1953's record railroad efficiency. And that record of improved efficiency is good news for all of us. For now, as always, better railroads mean more and better goods, a higher standard of living for all. Now, here again is the captivating Miss Dorothy Kirsten. And by the way, we're looking forward to seeing you often in 1954. Will you act me back again as soon as I finish my concert tour? Well, how about the Great Waltz for the 1st of March? That's the date. But what about next week? Just listen. Mr. Frimmel at his best. You bet. And we'll have two guests, Lucille Norman and Jane Stewart Smith. And we welcome 1954 with the Vagabond King. I'll be listening. Good night, Gordon. Good night, Dorothy. And a happy, happy New Year. All aboard! Well, folks, it looks like we're ready to pull out. And so until next Monday night in Rudolph Frimmel's Vagabond King, this is your friend Gordon McRae saying good night on behalf of the other members of the cast and of the American Railroads. We wish you all a happy, safe, and prosperous 1954. The Railroad Hour was transcribed in Hollywood. Gordon McRae can be seen in Three Sailors and a Girl in Technicolor. Our choir is under the direction of Norman Luboff. Our music is prepared and conducted by Carmen Dragon. And our script is by Lawrence and Lee. This is Marvin Miller saying goodbye until next week for the American Railroad. Now stay tuned for your Monday night of music on NBC. Tonight, the voice of Firestone features Nadine Connor and George London on the NBC radio network.